1: Shalom dear brothers and sisters, God bless you, I trust that you have your Bibles with you. We are studying together the book of Daniel and in this session we will continue from Daniel chapter 5 verses 1 to 16. If you have your Bibles with you, please open it to Daniel 5 And I am reading verses 1 to 16. Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines, might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines, drank in them. They drank wine, and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand, and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed, and his knees smote one against Another, the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the caladines, and their soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing, and show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was king Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever, let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in the kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father's light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the king, Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father made master over the magician, astrologers, kaladines, and soothsayers. Forasmuch as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar, now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Then was Daniel brought before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, art thou that Daniel which out of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king, my father, brought out of Jewry? I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought before me that they should read the writings and make known to me the interpretation thereof, but they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee, that thou canst make interpretation and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, I will stop here in, in verse 16 of Daniel chapter 5, and I think it is very important for us to understand this fifth chapter of the book of Daniel, to remind you that we just concluded the study of Daniel chapter 4. In that fourth chapter, we learn of Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the tree and how Daniel presented the interpretation of the dream of that tree before King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, by the time we arrive to chapter 5, many years have passed by in the Babylonian history. In fact, just to help us understand, Daniel chapter 4 ended with Nebuchadnezzar's experience of humiliation and ultimate restoration to become the king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar then continued to reign all the way until 562 B.C., and then he died. To remind you, that he reigned from 605 B.C. to 562 B.C. He reigned for a long time, experiencing seven years, where he became like a madman, that the God of Israel, the God of heaven, taught him a lesson in humility. And to remind you, At the end of chapter 4 we read, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. All those works are truth. His works are truth. And His ways, judgment. And those that walk in pride, He is able to abase. We concluded in Daniel chapter 4, the fact that Nebuchadnezzar praised and extolled and honored the King of heaven. And proclaiming to all his kingdom that all whose works are true. And his ways, judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase, to humble. And so, King Nebuchadnezzar was restored and he continued to rule until the time that he passed away, that he died and he vanished from history. 562 B.C. Then now we have entered into chapter 5, but beloved brothers and sisters, it is important to understand that chapter 5 is not really continuing in a chronological order. In fact, the next chapter 5 and chapter 6 really occurred after chapter 7 and chapter 8. In Daniel chapter 7 and chapter 8, these two chapters actually happened, in fact, long before Daniel chapter 5 and 6 came to pass in the history of the Babylonian. In fact, if you read Daniel chapter 7 and verse 1, there we read, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon. This is the first year. If you read chapter 8 and verse 1, we read, In the third year of the reign of king Belshazzar, the vision appeared unto me, Even unto me Daniel is saying. In other words, Daniel chapter 7 and chapter 8 follow Daniel chapter 4 in a chronological order. Then chapter 5 and chapter 6 come to fruition in the history of Babylon. In fact, Daniel chapter 5 occurred in the year of 539 BC, some 23 years between chapter 4 and chapter 5. Chapter 5 is really the last year of the Babylonian kingdom, where King Belshazzar was the final king of Babylon. King Belshazzar is actually the grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar. His father was Nabonidus, with whom he co-reigned for some of the years of his life, of his reign. King Belshazzar was the grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar and the son of King Nabonidus. If we will look at the history of the Babylonian kingdom, actually the father of Nebuchadnezzar, a Nebuchadnezzar, He reigned for some 21 years, from 626 B.C. to 605 B.C. In the year 605 B.C., where the first captivity of the Jewish people from the land of Israel came to pass, Nebuchadnezzar rushed back home because his father was sick and he died, and in 605, King Nebuchadnezzar became the king of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar reigned for 43 years, from 605 to 562 B.C., and he died in the year 562 B.C. Later on, his son, Evil Mordech, he reigned for a few years, from 562 to 560 B.C. Then he was assassinated by another one, by the name of Neri Glissar, who was also a son-in-law of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was the brother of evil Mordok. He was the one who assassinated even evil Mordok, and he reigned for four years in the kingdom of Babylon. He died then in 556 BC. Then we read that there was another king, This is the fifth king of Babylon after Nebuchadnezzar, evil Mordok, Neriglisar. Then we have Labashi Marduk. He was the son of Neriglisar, and he was the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. He reigned only for a few months. Apparently, he had some diminished mental capacity, and he reigned for a short time. Then he was assassinated in 556 BC by those who oppose him. Following him reigned Nebonidas, who was actually the father of the king that we are learning about in Daniel chapter 5. He was the father of Belshazzar. He was actually was the son of ...in-law of King Nebuchadnezzar... ...and he married Nebuchadnezzar's daughter... ...by the name of Nitocris... ...who is called the queen here... ...in Daniel chapter 5... ...who is the mother of Belshazzar. And so, Nebunaitis... ...the son-in-law of Nebuchadnezzar... ...who married his daughter, uh, Nitocris... He is the one that reigned initially from 556 to 553 BC for three years. Then in 553 BC, he made his eldest son, Belshazzar, to co-reign with him. And then he moved to an Arabian oasis city, a Taima, and his son, Belshazzar, reigned over the city of Babylon Together with him he was a he co reigned with him for about fourteen years from five fifty three b c to five thirty nine b c Co reigned with his father his father was not in the city of Babylon his father went away to an area to an Arabian oasis in Tamah and then Belshazzar reigned alone. Over the city of Babylon. And here we have arrived actually to the final year. Of the Babylonian kingdom 539 BC. It is very interesting. Because at this very time. The Medo-Persian were surrounding the city of Babylon. And they were already captured his father Nabonidus. Who was the king. And the core region, Belshazzar, is now in the city of Babylon. And we find the pride of this man by the name of Belshazzar. And I just re-emphasize one more time. By the time we arrive to chapter 5, Daniel have already received the information from God concerning the times of the Gentiles directly from God in chapter 7 and chapter 8, concerning the four kingdoms that will rule over this world during the times of the Gentiles. Just to remind you that in Daniel chapter 2, when Nebuchadnezzar dreamt that dream that troubled him so much, and he needed to know the information concerning that dream, It was Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, that Daniel provided Nebuchadnezzar with the information concerning the times of the Gentiles. Nebuchadnezzar, of course, dreamt of a great image that had a head of gold, that had a breast and arms of silver, that had belly and thighs of brass, that had legs of iron, that had feet partly iron and partly clay. And then the stone that was cut out without hands which smote the image upon his feet and the whole image was broken to pieces. Nebuchadnezzar heard from Daniel that he was that head of gold but that head of gold will come to an end and will no longer continue to reign and rule. In other words, the Babylonian Kingdom will come to an end and no longer will continue. And here, beloved brothers and sisters, in Daniel 5, we learn about the end of the Babylonian kingdom when the Middle Persians will come and take over the city of Babylon. And so, this is very, very interesting and very informative because here we learn that this grandson Belshazzar, grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar, did not learn uh, concerning the lessons that his own grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, had to learn. And here we learn of the pride of this wicked king by the name of Belshazzar, that he violated God, dishonored the true and living God of heaven, the God of Israel violated all what he should have learned from his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar, who said at the end of chapter 4, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways, judgment. And here, Belshazzar will have to learn the judgments of God upon him. And those who walk in pride, he is able to abase, to humble. And so you notice, we have only read in this message, Daniel 5, verses 1 to 16. And there are four points that we want to look into in the study of this fifth chapter. Number one, verses 1 to 4, Beshazzar making an idolatrous feast. Then verses five to nine, there is Belshazzar can see the handwritings on the wall. Then in verses ten to twelve, the queen mother. This is the daughter of King Nebuchadnezzar, who was the mother of Belshazzar. She is giving suggestion to her son concerning Daniel. And finally, verses thirteen to sixteen. Daniel's appearance before king Belshazzar notice beloved brothers and sisters that in verses 1 to 4 we learn of this idolatrous feast that Belshazzar the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar the son of Nabonidus who co-reigned with his father over Babylon especially here the city of Babylon And notice what we read of him. In verse 1 we read, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lord and drank wine before the thousand. You see, beloved brothers and sisters, when King Belshazzar made this great feast, this feast was really a feast that was filled with drinking. It was a feast that was an idolatrous feast feast uh, worshiping idols and at the same time drinking it was a paganistic kind of feast in Jeremiah chapter 27 Jeremiah by the word of the Lord spoke concerning the final days of the Babylonian kingdom that it will end with the grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar we read in Jeremiah 27 verse 5 6 and 7 I have made the earth the men and the beast that are upon the ground by my great power and by my outstretched arm and have given it unto whom it seemed meet to me God is saying and now have I given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon my servant And the beasts of the field have I given him also to serve him. And notice what we read in verse 7. God declared, God knows the time of the end of the Babylonian kingdom. We read in verse 7, And all nations shall serve him. This is Nebuchadnezzar. His son, this is Nabonidus, his son. And his son's son, this is Belshazzar, of whom we read in Daniel chapter 5. Until the very time, Of his land come, and then many nations, and great kings, shall serve themselves of him. This is of Belshazzar. And here we are, beloved brothers and sisters. We have arrived to Daniel chapter 5 and the prophecy of Jeremiah, that God said that all nations shall serve Nebuchadnezzar and his son and his grandson until... The time will come when the end of the kingdom of Babylon will come, where many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of him, that is Belshazzar, the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. And notice how it happened when Belshazzar in pride and arrogance making for himself and for thousands of his lords a great feast. And what does he do? He drinking wine before the thousand. You can just imagine Belshazzar in pride drinking wine having this great party, worshipping idols, getting drunk, being in such a condition that is dishonoring himself, his kingdom, dishonoring everything that God have allowed his grandfather and his father to enjoy and to have. And now here is the condition of Belshazzar. Remember that 23 years passed by since the time that his father have proclaimed the greatness of the God of heaven, of the God of Israel, and now Belshazzar is making this feast. Notice this. It was the Babylonian city was at that time under the siege of the Persians. At that time, when he was making the feast, the city of Babylon was surrounded by the Middle Persian army. At that time, We can learn that God was now fulfilling the times in which he promised that there will be the head of gold. And then, if you remember, in chapter 2, there will be the breast and his arm of that image that made out of silver. Now, God is fulfilling that which he have already given to Nebuchadnezzar. And by the interpretation of Daniel that there will be only a period of time which he will allow the Babylonian kingdom to rule over this world. It will come to an end. And God in this chapter 5 is fulfilling that which he have already promised in Daniel chapter 2 and then verse 32, 33 and so on where he promised how there will be an end to every kingdom. Also, we have to remember that now another kingdom will be taking over, and that will be the Medo-Persian, presented in Daniel chapter 2 as in the image as the breast and arms of silver. And so we learn now, beloved brothers and sisters, what will happen here in this chapter, in this 539 BC, when Belshazzar the king of Babylon made this great feast to remind you also that this king made this feast knowing that the middle Persians are out of the walls of the city and yet he making this feast he is making this feast trusting that he is protected because after all the walls of the city of Babylon were huge it had there been a high wall some suggest uh, that it was over 320 feet tall no one can penetrate the city of babylon the wall 320 feet high but 80 feet wide and they had over 250 towers above each wall to watch over those that come without with a long Walls for over 56 miles long all around the city of Babylon. And Babylon, could no one could penetrate, they assume, into the city of Babylon. It had been said that the top part of the walls of Babylon had rode wide enough that four horse chariots could ride on that road. In other words, it was such a wide wall, a high wall, and a double wall that will protect the city of Babylon. But, beloved brothers and sisters, we learn from this chapter that God promised to put an end to the Babylonian kingdom at the grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar, but also we can see the reason because of the pride and arrogance of King Belshazzar. So, verse 1, Belshazzar made a great feast. It was a feast that was filled with drinking and worshipping idols during the time in which he made that feast for all of those that came, thousands of his Lord. In verse two, Belshazzar is really drinking during that feast. Notice what happened. He commanded Belshazzar while he tasted of the wine, he commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father, that is actually his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubine might drink therein. Can you imagine, dear brothers and sisters and dear friend, how Belshazzar was abusing and Dishonoring the vessels that God have allowed his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar to bring out of the land of Israel, out of the house of God in the temple in Yerushalayim. Imagine when God have allowed Nebuchadnezzar to destroy the temple in Jerusalem in 586 BC, but already at 605 BC, he have already taken some of the vessels because God was disciplining His people of Israel punishing them, allowing them to experience the consequence of disobedience and sins before Him and He allowed them to be carried to the land of Babel. Let me read you Daniel 1 verses 1, 2 and 3 In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon unto Jerusalem and besieged it and the Lord gave Yoakim, king of Judah, into his hand. And we continue. With part of the vessels of the house of God, which he, this is Nebuchadnezzar, carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure's house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpanaz and so on. And we read how Nebuchadnezzar was allowed by God to bring the vessels. He took more vessels in 597 B.C. And he took the remaining vessels in 586 B.C. when he burned the temple and destroyed all Jerusalem and carried all of the Jewish people into the land of Babel, leaving only the poor and the destitute in the land of Judah. And so we read now that Belshazzar in verse 2 of Daniel 5, requesting to take out... The vessels, imagine, the vessels that his grandfather, according to verse 2, it says, his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem. Now, why? In order that his princes, his wives, apparently he had many wives, and his concubines, apparently he had many concubines, might drink therein. Can you imagine the setting, beloved brothers and sisters, That was a time of paganistic feast. Drinking, using the vessels that were once used to worship the God of Israel, that was really hallowed and dedicated for the worship of the true and living God. And this pagan King Belshazzar, in pride and arrogance, using these vessels that were used once in the temple in line to worship the living God of Israel. He used them now. Notice what we read, beloved brothers and sisters. Sadly, in verse 3, we read that the king's princes, and wives and concubines now drank out of these vessels. Notice what we read in verse 3. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. It is incredible. The holy God of heaven, was about now to judge this wicked king, Belshazzar. He's just about to judge him. The pride of this man is evident before all. And notice what we do read, beloved brothers and sisters, what he did in verse 4. We read, they, this is all of them, this is the king Belshazzar, his princes, all his wives, and all his concubines, We read in verse 4, They drank wine, they praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and of wood and of stone. How, said beloved brothers and sisters, we see the condition of these men that dishonor the God of heaven. You know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 42. God reminded Israel and He wanted Israel and all the world to know that God will never share His glory with anyone. We read in Isaiah 42 verse 8, God is through Isaiah speaking to the people of Judah and He's telling them, I am the Lord. Ani Yehovah, I am Jehovah. That is my name and my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. Notice. My glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. And this is exactly what we read. In verse 4 of Daniel chapter 5. They drank wine. And praised the gods. Small g plural. Of gold silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. You see, this is exactly what happened when one gets drunk. When one is using wine to please himself to the extent that he is no longer thinking soberly. You remember what King Solomon, who had fallen himself when he disobeyed his God, he said, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 1, Wine is a mocker, and strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived, thereby is not wise, King Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 1. In chapter 23, King Shlomo continued to say in verse 29 and 30, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has a contention? Who has bubbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? And he continuing to say who? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine... When it is red, when it giveth his colour in the cup, when it moveth itself aright, at the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. This is exactly what the warning the king Shlomo gave in his days when he Gave some words of wisdom when he was in his right spiritual condition. At the end of the book of Proverbs, we read in Proverbs chapter 31, King Solomon really concluded this uh, interesting book, the book of Proverbs. We read there, it's very interesting, at the end of the book of Mishle, Proverbs chapter 31 verse 4, we read that his mother... Who told him in verse 1 the words of King Lamuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. This is the mother of Shlomo HaMelech, the king Salon. Solomon. She told him in verse 4 of chapter 31, It is not for kings, O Lamuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. You see, she gave counsel to King Solomon, her son. She continued to tell him, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. In other words, it is not for king to drink wine, but wine is for those that really are ready to perish. And therefore, there is wisdom in being careful not to be drunk with wine. It is very interesting because the apostle Shaul Paul himself, when he counseled the Ephesians, he said to them in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, the people of God are called to be cautious with respect to being drunk with wine, and to be very careful so they will not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. But here, beloved brothers and sisters, this pagan king Belshazzar, at 539 BC, this is the final year in which the Babylonian kingdom still stood, this wicked, godless king made a great feast, drinking wine, and worshipping these idols Gods of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. No gods, no true God, just merely man-made. these are idols. And then he went and he worshipped these idols using the vessels that were once in the temple in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, and using these in order to get drunk himself, his princes. His plurality of wives and his plurality of concubines drank from that and praised the gods of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. Well, notice what we read, beloved brothers and sisters. From here on, Belshazzar now is being judged by the God of Israel, by the God of heaven. Notice what we read here in the next verses. Verses 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, we have the handwriting on the wall. Notice this. All of a sudden, notice it. In the same hour, came forth fingers of man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. In other words, in a supernatural way, beloved brothers and sisters, came forth fingers of man's hand. Like from the wrist to the fingers. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, fingers of man's hand. And these fingers wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. You can just imagine the king's palace, huge. Babylon. There was a huge flat wall with their lights all over, candlesticks all over. And then we see that miraculously, beloved brothers and sisters, this King Belshazzar is now observing to see a miracle that is placed before him. The same hour, while he continuing on his wicked way, continuing in his idolatries, feasts that he made, drinking, using the vessels that God's people use in the temple to worship the true and living God of Israel, and the handwriting on the wall is done right before his eyes. notice what he will find out twice the word wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Imagine he sees a king Belshazzar sees a hand moving. And writing on the wall right before his eye. Whose hand is this hand? And what was this handwriting? We will learn as we will continue in our study of the remaining part of Daniel chapter 5. But the miracle of all of a sudden seeing the fingers of a man's hand that wrote on the plaster of the wall. And King Belshazzar sees it. Now what do you think happened to him at that moment? Because immediately in verse 6, we find a fearful reaction of King Belshazzar. What would you do? What would I do? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, appears a hand from the wrist to the fingers, and moving and writing some writings on a wall. What would you do? What would I do? What would anyone do? And especially... In a time such as this, where the proud man, arrogant man, is having this huge feast. Celebrating his being a king, not even trying to forget the fact that the outside of the Babylon, of the city of Babylon, they're already, the armies of the Middle Persian is there ready to find a way in which they could take that city. And yet this wicked man having this feast. Sad to see the pride of man. Now it is showing to us that pride cometh before a fall. God resists the proud but give grace to the humble. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you in due time pride in that man will bring to his end God will not be mocked God says as we just read in Isaiah 42 and verse 8 that I will not give my glory to another neither will my praise to graven images to use the vessels that belong to God's temple in the city of Jerusalem and to use them in order to drink wine, to get drunk, and having all these wicked parties, and then worship gods of gold, silver, brass, iron, and wood, and stone, this is wickedness. And God will judge. And so notice the change that happened all of a sudden. In verse 6, And the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him. So that the joints of his loins were loosed. And his knees smote one against the other. Notice what happened beloved brothers and sisters. All of a sudden. The laughter. And the pride. And the arrogance. And the drinking had to cease. Why? Because he saw the fingers of a man's hand writing on the wall before his eyes. A miracle. And he didn't know who and what is happening there. And all of a sudden we learn of those four things that happened here to Belshazzar, the fourfold reaction. His countenance was changed. His face was no longer laughing. And then we read that his thoughts, his mind was troubled. But not only that, thirdly, the joints of his loins, they were loosed. All of a sudden, even the loins that you would think he is so strong. I am after all King Belshazzar. I am the king of Babylon. And finally even his knees. Smote one against another. He was trembling. He was fearful. He knew something is happening there. That he had not imagined. Beloved brothers and sisters. God here is speaking. God will not be mocked. Men who reject God ultimately will have to stand before this living God. And at that time, no one will mock God any longer. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. Everyone will have to appear before the judge. And here, King Belshazzar, who co-reigned with his father, Nabonidus, he mocked the God of Israel, the God of heaven. And when he saw the handwriting of the wall, his face changed. His thoughts troubled him. The joint of his loins were loosed. And finally, even his knees were hitting one another as he was shaking out of fear. Beloved brothers and sisters, this is amazing. I think of a verse that is found in Romans chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, where we do read, that God is the one that is righteous. And everyone will have to stand before this living God. It says in Romans 3 and verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law says. It says to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. In other words, God is saying through His Word that He demands that men will turn to Him. And when men fail being submissive to God's Word, ultimately, men will face God. All the world become guilty before God, and even that king, wicked king, who should have turned to the living God that his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar proclaimed in chapter 4. He praised, he extolled, he honored the king of heaven. This grandson of Nebuchadnezzar by the name of Belshazzar was a proud man that he will learn the lesson from the living God of heaven, the God of Israel. And so we read, in verse 7 down, the king, after he was, his countenance changed, his thoughts troubled him, his, the joints of his body were all loose, and his knees shook, now he wanted to find an answer. And so in verses 7 and 8, he's calling, King Belshazzar calling to all the wise men of Babylon. Notice we read, the king, notice he cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, ...the Caledines and the soothsayers, And the king spake and said... ...unto the wise men of Babylon... ...whosoever shall read this writing... ...the writing on the wall... ...and show me the interpretation... ...of that writing on the wall... ...he shall be clothed with scarlet... ...and have a chain of gold... ...about his neck... ...and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now this is very interesting because we now learn that King Belshazzar did not say that the person who will be able to provide the interpretation of that writing of the war, that he will receive and be the second ruler of the kingdom, namely after Belshazzar. But we learn because Belshazzar was not the first ruler of that kingdom because his father, nabonidus was truly the king and he allowed his son Belshazzar to co-reign, co-regent over the city of Babylon for some 14 years from 553 to 539 BC until that time now of Daniel chapter 5. So notice that he used the word the person that will be able to read the writing on the wall to show me the interpretation of that writing on the wall. Then he will be clothed with scarlet, have a chain of gold about his neck, and also become third, not second, third ruler in the kingdom. Then notice what we read at the verse 8. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. They could not. Now, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, we read... More than one time that the wise men of Babylon could not give the interpretation to King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2. Also in Daniel chapter 4, when Nebuchadnezzar saw the image of the great tree, they could not help him with this as well. And once again, they could not help Belshazzar here to be able to read the writings on the wall and to give the interpretation thereof. We read in verse 8, Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Can you imagine? They came, they look at the wall, they saw the writings that this man's hand wrote, they look at that before their eyes, but they couldn't read it. And not only so, they could not also give the interpretation thereof. And so we read in verse 9. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. You notice that his name is Belshazzar, and Belshazzar is a very, almost very same name that King Nebuchadnezzar, this is his grandfather, gave to Daniel. You remember? In Daniel 1 and verse 7 we read that uh, King Nebuchadnezzar gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar. The god Bel protect his life. Very similar here to Belshazzar. One letter is missing here. Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar. And this king, grandson of Nebuchadnezzar's name is Belshazzar. May the God's bell protect his life. Now, of course, Daniel never embraced that name, Belteshazzar, because he, no, his name is Daniel, God is my judge. And here is the judge, this is the God of Daniel, is now going to judge in 539 BC, this wicked king, Belshazzar, who is proud and arrogant, who abused the privileges that he had, who made that feast to thousands of his Lord, and using the vessels that belonged to the temple of God, the city of Jerusalem, using it to drink wine and to praise his idols that made out of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, In verses 10, 11, and 12 of Daniel chapter 5, we learn that his mother, the queen, she heard of the situation that was going on and she came to the aid of her son. Now notice, we read in verse 10, now the queen, notice the queen is mentioned here in singular, the queen, to remind you that according to Verses two, three, and four. Belshazzar had concubines and wives in plural. He had many queens. These many wives and many concubines were the ones that drank out of these vessels that belonged to the temple in Jerusalem. But here, this queen is actually his mother. Now, this woman is Nitocris, the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar, who is the mother of Belshazzar. The queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, he came into the banquet's house. She was not at that banquet, apparently, or inside. Then she heard what's happening. She immediately came. And the queen spake and said, notice that she's speaking out to her son, to Belshazzar, she said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance change. She is coming with an advice to her son, Belshazzar. She continued in verse 11 and 12, and the queen of Babylon, this is again to tell you, the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar, the mother of Belshazzar, she give counsel to Belshazzar, her son, to bring one person by the name of Daniel, and she said in verse 11 and 12, There is a man, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, of course it is his grandfather, light and understanding and wisdom, like wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, now you notice when she used the word father, she meant his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, where whom the king, Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians and astrologers and Canadiens and the soothsayers. Forasmuch, verse 12, as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting the, of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts, were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Apparently, the queen, who is the mother of Belshazzar here, this king, who is the, a daughter of King Nebuchadnezzar, she knew very well what happened in days of old in the time where her father was alive, King Nebuchadnezzar, and how he needed someone to give interpretation to the dreams that he saw. In chapter 2, the great image. In chapter 4, the great tree. And all the wise men of Babylon could not help him. So in turn... They called Daniel, and Daniel was the one that came and gave him both the interpretation of the great image, in Daniel chapter 2, and the interpretation of the great tree, in Daniel chapter 4. So, she giving the counsel to her son, there is a man in the kingdom. Apparently, Daniel was no longer, maybe time passes by, remember beloved brothers and sisters, that by that time Daniel is much older. In 605 B.C. When he was carried captive. Him and his friends. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael and other Jewish people to Babylon, He was there a young man. We can say a teenager. Then later on when we have arrived to chapter 2. And three and four, time passed by. And if you remember that Daniel, by the time Nebuchadnezzar died, many years passed by, and Nebuchadnezzar reigned for 43 years. And then time passed by, and the other years that passed by, from the death of Nebuchadnezzar in 562 until here, 539 BC, many years have passed by. By that time, Daniel must be an older man, perhaps 80 or so years old. And so notice what we read. He was no longer in that position. Maybe things have changed, and he was no longer in a position of that King Nebuchadnezzar placed Daniel in days of old. Now, apparently, Belshazzar needed to hear this from his mother about Daniel. So she said to him in verse 11 and 12, there is a man in your kingdom. Your father once brought him from the land of Judah, made him a master of the magician, the astrologist, the caladin, and the soothsayer. In that man, there is an excellent spirit. There is an excellent knowledge and understanding. He can interpret dreams. He can show hard sentences. He can dissolve all doubts. And this Daniel is the one that you need to call his name is also called Belteshazzar according to Daniel 1 verse 7 that he is the one that will be able to show you the interpretation. To remind you beloved brothers and sisters that according to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 36 there we learn beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends that Daniel he says He told once to King Nebuchadnezzar, this is the dream and we will tell thee the interpretation. You see, Daniel is the one that received from God the ability to interpret dreams. To remind you also that as time passes by in the history of the Jewish people in Babylon, God had gifted these young men with the ability to interpret dream. It says in Daniel 1 and verse 17, For these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And notice what we read in verse 17b, And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dream. It is given to him by God. And so now, that King Belshazzar heard this from his mother, then immediately in verses 13 to 16, he is now calling Daniel, and Daniel appearing before King Belshazzar. We read in verse 13, then Daniel brought in before the king. Again, to remind you, that Daniel is now an older man. Some 66 years passed by, from 605 B.C., when he was first carried to Babylon. From 605 to now 539, some years have passed by, and now Daniel is here, maybe at the 80, 85 years old, and they brought Daniel before the king, and the king spake unto Daniel, and he said, Art thou the Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king, my father, brought out of Jewry, namely, my father brought from, from Judea. Verse 14, he continues, I have heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light, and understanding, and excellent wisdom, found in thee, he said to him in verse 14. And then he continued to tell Daniel, he says, listen Daniel, he says, now the wise men of and the astrologers, have been brought before me, and that they should read this writing, and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they could not. They could not show the interpretation of the king. They could not show the interpretation of the thing, namely they could not read the writing on the wall. They could not give the interpretation of what was written on the wall. And then he asked Daniel, and he make a promise to Daniel, and if he will answer him, if he will show him the writing and its interpretation, he will be rewarded. And That's how we conclude the message at this time, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 16, And I have heard of thee, Belshazzar said to Daniel, that thou canst make interpretation, and dissolve doubts. Now if, notice the word, if thou canst read the writings, and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shall be third ruler in the kingdom. Like in verse seven he had promises to the wise men of Babylon, now he's promising this to Daniel, if you can read the writings. And if you can provide for me the interpretation thereof, you're going to be clothed with scarlet. And you will have chain of gold around thy neck. And you shall be the third in the kingdom. Namely, after nebonitus his father, this is the father of Belshazzar, and after Belshazzar, who is the second, and Daniel will be the third, if he will be able to Read the writings of the wall, and make known to Belshazzar the interpretation thereof. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, an amazing lesson we learn here from this fifth chapter. Beloved brothers and sisters, here we see a pagan king who did not learn from the experience of his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar. And in pride he making feast to thousands of his lords. And he's abusing and desecrating the vessels that came from Jerusalem, from the temple in Jerusalem, Vessels that was used for the glory of the God of Israel. For the service and the worship in the temple in Jerusalem. He's using it and he's drinking out of these vessels in order to worship at the same time, being drunken and worshiping at the same time, gods that made out of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. I just want to close with these beloved brothers and sisters, with these verses that are found in the book of Psalms. We read concerning these idols. We read in Psalm 115. The psalmist of Israel wrote and said, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto Thy name give glory, for Thy mercy and for Thy true sake. Wherefore should a heathen say, Where is now their God? But notice what he says. But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. And then the psalmist of Israel speaking concerning the idols of the nations, like the idols Belshazzar. Their idols are silver and gold, the works of man's hand. They have mouths but they speak not. Eyes they have, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that Trust in them. Then he's charging Israel and he said, O Israel, trust thou in Jehovah, in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. In other words, the Lord is the help and the shield of the people of Israel. And just like to Israel in days of old, the Apostle John Yohanan in 1 John chapter 5 said to the believers in this present day age of the church age, he said to them in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 21, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. May the Lord help us To keep ourselves looking up, looking unto Yeshua, unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was sent before him endured the cross and despised the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Beloved brothers and sisters, in the will of the Lord we will continue from verse 17 to the end of the chapter in Daniel chapter 5. Until the next ministry meeting. God bless you, my dear friend. Shalom, shalom.
0: You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's word from a Hebrew messianic perspective For more information about this ministry write to Holy Scriptures and Israel Box 1411 Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario L0S1J0 or visit our website at HolyScripturesAndIsrael.com You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11am and 7pm and Saturdays at 1pm at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.